morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Andrew, also known as the Cash Flow King, and Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, is in the building after a very exciting Christmas party this weekend, so I'm very excited for this episode. Today in Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Brad Garlinghouse addressed what the potential XRP price could be over the next three to five years, reminding the world that his company has larger goals than replacing SWIFT. Former SEC Commissioner Jay Clayton was on CNBC defending Sam Bankman-Fried this weekend, adding another U.S. official to the RSW index, as U.S. prosecutors are now investigating Binance CEO CZ on money laundering allegations. The Bank of England is planning to launch a central bank digital currency as early as 2023, and with the Cardano founder Charles Hodgkins announcing rumors of a Rippleverse SEC settlement on December 15th, we break down the details, showing our listeners why this announcement is more important than ever. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So first of all, let's start this Monday off right. Johnny Crypto, great haircut, my friend. Thank you for being here. We got 172 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I'm sure they're all here for the XRP news. We had a really interesting video from Jeremy Hogan this weekend breaking down the potential for an XRP settlement versus an SEC win. But before we dive into that, Johnny, thank you for being here. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling great. First of all, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for showing up. Unfortunately, some of us couldn't be out there this weekend in Arizona. We missed you guys. Hopefully, you guys, I'm sure you guys had a great time. Uh, one of these days, hopefully, we'll all be able to do it together. But I hope everybody's doing well, Abs. I am super excited uh, to hop into some of that. That news, I did see that Jeremy Hogan video as well with his four scenarios and his percentages. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. But uh, let me not forget to say good morning to Joyful Jackie and to the Netherland King, Cashflow King. Andrew, uh, good evening. Great to see you, brother. Awesome, Andrew. Very excited to have you in the building this morning. And as you can see, we've got some exciting news prepared for our listeners. But first, how are you feeling and how is it in the Netherlands today? Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Uh, love to see you, all those smiling faces again. Also, what I also see is always a lot of people in the chat. We, we are reading the chat, so I would say just keep on commenting in the chat. That's always, always nice. Yeah, it's actually very good in the Netherlands. It's cold, it's freezing. So for Netherlands, that's yeah, not so convenient. However, we love ice skating. So maybe maybe in, in a week we will, uh, we will have some ice skating possibilities. You know, um, yeah, about ice. Yeah, crypto is still also on ice, and and that that's what we love. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a great show together with you guys, and uh, uh, yeah, I wish you everybody everybody a great day today. Jackie, thank you for being here. Always excited to have you on the show. And somebody called you out and said, we're on Jackie time this morning. We're actually on Johnny Crypto time. So Johnny, you got to take the blame there. But Jackie, thank you for being here. And how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Um, yeah, I actually beat Johnny Crypto, so I'm feeling good. Today's a good day. Good Monday. Off to a good start this week. No, I just I love giving Johnny some crap. Um, yeah, feels good, guys. I did really, really miss you guys um, over this past weekend, kind of some stuff that we did with the Academy. So really missed my team. But yeah, we are looking forward to the next conference that's coming around. So, so we can all be together again. 
Awesome, Jackie. And we're going to start this show the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto. When you get access to every single member of our team, go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in moderate fear this morning, Johnny K. We are sitting at a 27, up two points up. And honestly, we haven't really felt the need to address that in several months. When we look at some of the daily movers, it's red across the board. We got TON up 5%. But besides that, very, very red day within the market. We're sitting at $842 billion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 17000 Ethereum is 1200 XRP is $0.37. Cents. And let's just stop it right there, Johnny, because everybody's tuning in for the XRP news. And we had a great video of Charles Hoskins talking about the rumors of a Ripple settlement. But when I checked the price of XRP, we're still sitting here at $0.37 cents this morning. So let's dive into the news for today. And I want to show our listeners the video that everyone is talking about this weekend. As Charles Hoskins announced officially that on December 15th, he is hearing rumors behind the scenes we could get a Ripple settlement. So we're going to let this 39-second clip play and go right back to Johnny. Here we go. I heard rumors that the Ripple case will be settled December 15th. We'll just see. And that could have catastrophic implications for the industry one way or the other. Uh, but, you know, you just keep moving forward. Uh, you know, regardless of what happens, it's a decentralized ecosystem that you guys control. And the United States of America doesn't get to say uh, that Cardano lives or dies. You do. The world. Okay, that's the point of decentralized ecosystems. Uh, and we're going to work as hard as we can on our side to make that protocol better. But we're just a voice in a chorus. There's 15 other development companies. There's an MBO on the way. So, Johnny, I'm going to come out, make a bold statement here, guys. No settlement's going to happen on December 15th. As exciting as that would be, what does catch my attention is that with Charles Hoskins, I feel he has his own narrative that's playing out within this market. And why would he be incentivized to say something like this, Johnny? Well, one of the things that's clearly come to fruition is he knows Cardano better be nervous about the SEC. They had an actual ICO, which Ripple never even had. And when we look at the library case, Cardano's initial coin offering is much closer than what Ripple XRP did. So before we dive into that, Johnny, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. Why do you believe Charles Hoskins is making the announcement that Ripple could have a settlement on the 15th? What's the objective here and the fact that he thinks it could be catastrophic for the entire crypto industry? Well, to me, I, I don't know the, the the motivation or why he said that. What I can tell you is for him to say that he believes it could be catastrophic gives you some insights into his belief that I, I think that means in his mind that the ruling isn't going to go so well for Ripple. And then the question is, is he hearing something or is he just making a complete uh, guess as to what's happening there? Because to say it's going to be catastrophic means he probably thinks they're going to lose. Now the question is, is he just hedging his bet or does he know something that we don't know? You know, is he hearing something? Is he connected? But he is right about one thing. At the end of the day, Decent, you know, nobody should be able to make the decision about whether decentralization decentralization lives except us, right? The users, the people who either adopt a decentralized system and use it or don't and it flops and fails. But the reality is that's how it should be. And that's the whole intent of cryptocurrencies, right? Is to be able to uh, decentralize cryptocurrencies is to allow it to live on its own with no one person that can, you know, squash it but to create something that's universally uh, ubiquitous and everybody can use. So uh, let's hope that happens. We need that and to happen my, in multiple chains. My optimistic mind goes to the fact that Charles could be saying it could be catastrophic for the industry because XRP, sorry, I'm getting a little echo. I got to put people on mute. 
XRP is actually getting some really unique insight here. They may have regulations specifically based around their own token, and that could be terrible for everybody except for themselves. I'd love to get some of your thoughts there. When Charles says it could be catastrophic for the industry, do you believe that could be positive for Ripple XRP? I'll jump um, in. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Sorry, because I was full in, in, the, in the picture. So I thought the catastrophic. Yeah, you know, what's catastrophic? For whom? Um, I don't know. I mean, every step into regulation or, or settling the case is a step in the good direction. And, you know, and in the end, we will anyway, uh, decentralization will win. But but they yeah, they are fighting. I also don't know the the motivation of uh, uh, Charles Hoskinson. Uh, we will see what come out. And I think I also agree with you, Epps. The 15th of December? No. I do not expect it. But, you know, we will see. However, if it would be the 15th of December, we should see some price movement in XRP. And, and we don't see it. So, exactly. And that's what I, the point I was trying to make when we were going through the total coin market cap. I saw a hilarious tweet from King Solomon this weekend. He said, rumors of XRP settlement are in the works, but I just checked coin market cap and we're not at $15,000 yet. So it can't be true. I think it's pretty true. When everybody's waiting for these settlement rumors, you just go and check the total coin market cap. We're sitting here at 37 cents. So I seriously doubt December 15th would be the day, but December 15th is actually my birthday. So that would be pretty exciting. Jackie, we got 262 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I want to give a shout out to my younger brother. It's actually his 22nd birthday today as well. So shout out to my brother, Michael. I hope he's listening. Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts on this article here. Charles Hodgkins says he's hearing rumors of a settlement. What does that mean to you? Oh, happy birthday, baby abs. That's awesome. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I was going to. I was going to agree with you on that. I, to me, watching that video, he kind of looks a little bit concerned for his own for his own project, right? His own project, his own community. That's kind of exactly what you said. Um, I think that we will see positive news. I don't think that we will see it by December 15th. I'll agree with you guys on that. But it almost seems like he is kind of grasping, you know, telling people the power is in your hands. You know, don't go a centralized way, go a decentralized way. So he's trying to kind of not exactly flooding the XRP ecosystem, but that kind of seems like he is grasping for something. So I would agree with you there. Um, I definitely think that we are going to see some positive news, but he is, he does sound a little concerned for his own community. Johnny Crypto, as an ADA holder, are you concerned about what the SEC may do to individual projects? We know that the Ethereum Alliance is working closely with the SEC, whether they admit it or not. Former SEC commissioner, Jay Clayton, actually is part of the Ethereum Alliance. Now we have William Hinman working at Simpson and Thatcher, also part of the Ethereum Alliance. And we're going to show our listeners a video from Jim Cramer, or sorry, not Jim Cramer, Jay Clayton on CNBC just yesterday, defending and talking about the Sam Bankman-Fried collapse. But I'd love to get some of your thoughts on the Charles Hoskins news. The rumors of a ripple settlement are swirling and everyone's taking the time to address them. Let's address what we believe could be the implications. If we did get a ripple settlement, during a bear market like we're in today, I think the price action we could receive would be very minimal as opposed to if this lawsuit was dragged another eight to 10 months. So people might not want to hear that. But if we get a lawsuit during a bull market, can you imagine the bullish momentum that would come into XRP? We've already had news about Bank of America using their on-demand liquidity. There's a number of banks, and I'll show them on the screen as you address this, Johnny. What do you believe could be the impact if we do get a settlement with the SEC on the XRP price specifically? Well, first of all, if there was a settlement coming in three days, we would already see some price action movement. That's my gut feeling, what I think. I think Andrew said that, too. I 100% agree with that. Two, um, 
if we do get a settlement, nobody's going to want to hear my answer, but I don't think we're going to see more than 70 cents or a dollar at the most, because I think about, we'll go back to pre-case. And if, if you look at where we were pre uh, the lawsuit announcement, we were around 65, 70 cents. So most likely maybe we go back to that. Nobody's going to like that answer, but again, I'm entitled to my answer and that's what I think. And I hope I'm wrong, but there's no momentum around it right now. There's no bullish activity. Uh, it'll probably be just, you know, a great time for people to, to accumulate for the future bull run that's coming at just a higher level, which is why if you haven't gotten in, now's a better time to accumulate because <laughs> I think we may reset to a higher level and just stay there for a while. But again, that's my guess. We'll have to see abs. Maybe I'm wrong and we go to three to five dollars or ten dollars like everybody's hoping, but. I think it's a very, very low probability of that, my friend. Very low. Andrew Castle, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. Right now, we're showing the RippleNet committee on the screen, and we got some of the largest names on the planet, Bank of America, Santander. The list goes on and on. And what this committee is doing is they're building a solution for on-demand liquidity using RippleNet. More positive news for all of our listeners out there. But what do you believe could be the impact if we did get a settlement with the SEC? And, you know, XRP had regulations specifically built around that individual cryptocurrency. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure if, if there is a settlement and if there, you know, the, 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 the utility should be, uh, should, should take off. So the usage of, of, of XRP should be, should, should increase and that will increase the, or that will fire up the, the price increase. And, and I'm not yet seeing that happening because it's all so small. However, when you look in general to the crypto sphere and you 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 uh, you compare it to the growth of the internet, I'm actually working at this moment on a uh, a new course which is called the Masterclass Crypto for people for absolute beginners, people that don't know nothing about uh, about crypto. And what you see, for example, what I figured out uh, to come from 130 million users to 1 billion users that was in the internet age in the in the in, in the 2000s. That was uh, seven and a half year. And what is now predicted is in four years to go from 130 uh, million users to 1 billion in the crypto. So, you know, it's really coming. And I'm, I'm, I'm not so worried about, about XRP. I want to see the whole uh, uh, crypto uh, ecosphere go up because some, somebody said uh, if, if the water rises, all ships go up. And that's, that's what we... Uh, that's what we are looking for. So up till then, what Johnny said, it's an excellent time to accumulate. And if I see all those beautiful names, it cannot be else than it should go up in the future. You know, And we can also add two prominent names such as MasterCard and Amazon Web Services as partners of Ripple. Although they're not directly involved in this RippleNet community, they are in the progression of building their on-demand liquidity service. Jackie, we got 324 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Taylor L. commented, how is the XRP cult doing today? We're doing very, very well, my friend. But Jackie, I want to get some of your thoughts. We have a very interesting video that I wanted to show our listeners of Brad Garlinghouse addressing what he believes the price of XRP could be in three to five years. But I've got a thought from Johnny. We heard from Andrew. I'd love to get your take on this. If we did see a ripple settlement, what do you believe the impact could be on the price of XRP? I know that uh, other influencers and educators such as Crypto Mason, they're only anticipating the 40 to 60% pump, very similar to Johnny Crypto. Then we have the other end of the community, which is saying we're going to see full scale adoption once regulation is set up around that crypto. So what are some of your thoughts and what do you believe we'll see with XRP after a resolution? Um, 
I don't want to give a price point because I think nobody knows. Nobody knows at all. You know, none of us, uh, all of us are just kind of giving guesses. We have no idea. But something that is comforting is I and I I'm pretty sure Coach JV talks about this. He has talked about this openly. Um, if not, I'm about to, you know, kind of spill some news. Anyway, he has been in talks with some people about the valuation of XRP. He has a lot of connections with that. He's actually part of a group that is involved with evaluation with XRP. So um, price valuation. So if we end up getting a settlement and all those things and a buyback happens, things like that, they are, you know, they're a group that are going to submit documents to give the actual um, you know, price valuation of what XRP is worth. So that's actually kind of comforting. Um, I, I've heard him mention, you know, $10, things like that. I hate to give out price numbers because, you know, when nobody knows, right. But it is comforting to have a group that is, you know, forming, um, forming an official group that can form official documents that we can submit, you know, into people that do have power, um, to, overpriced and things like that. So we are on a good side of that. So I will say that um, I know it's a little bit general guys, that information, but, but kind of take comfort in that. There are people kind of fighting for, for the little guys in this, in this race and uh, those, those bag holders of XRP. And Jackie, everybody is talking about the lawsuit right now, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this as well. One of our listeners commented, what about the Songbird airdrop on January 9th? I think they're referring to referring to Flare. I'd love to give you the chance to address that now. We're going to see so much DeFi coming into the XRPL. Any quick comments on the Flare network? What are you anticipating? Not of like the price of the token, but the real utility coming to the XRPL. Are you anticipating an impact, Jackie? Um. I personally, I don't think that Flare is going to drop until we get a, get something positive with this case. Um, we've seen them continue to push off the date, right? Uh, that's my speculation. They continue to push off the date just because the time isn't right. Um, because if you drop a token in in the midst of the environment right now, you know everyone's just going to quickly take profits on that. They're just going to quickly sell off. Um, I know they may have a vesting schedule and things like that, but that that's my personal opinion. Um, I wouldn't, I personally, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't drop until, you know, there's some positive sentiment, you know, to boost up that, that price and, and kind of keep yourself afloat in these hard times. So that's just what I think. Thank you, Jackie. And we got 346 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. We got a video prepared of Brad Garlinghouse talking about the price of XRP in three to five years but Jackie, you brought up something important, which is the possible resolution of the XRP lawsuit. And Jeremy Hogan actually put out a brand new video yesterday breaking down the percentages of a Ripple settlement versus an SEC win. So this clip speaks for itself. Johnny Crypto, we're going right to you. 20 clip sec, twenty second clip here. Here we go. Single Brief's official lawsuit prediction is a 50.12% chance of a Ripple win, a 29.88% chance the SEC wins with a possible Ripple loss, but win in there. A 19.11% chance of a draw this round with a trial in 2023 and a 5-7% chance of something unexpected. So Johnny, really optimistic news there. When you talk about Ripple possibly winning the lawsuit, Jeremy Hogan, who's a specialist in this space and also an XRP guy, he is saying there's a 51% chance that Ripple does outright win this lawsuit. Very exciting news. What's it mean to you, Rodell? You know, when I was listening to that, I was really surprised because the four scenarios he talks about one of them, none of them include a settlement. If you listen to what he says, uh, he talks about 
you know, Ripple winning with a, with the highest percentage, 51%. And then, of course, them losing at 29 or 30%. And then the uh, the chance of a draw, which means we go to court, which would be disastrous. Now we're talking another one to two years tied up in court um, or something weird. Now, I don't know if within that 5%, maybe that's where he meant a settlement would come. I don't know. But I was really surprised that he didn't think a settlement would be in there. And that 50% chance that they would win outright. And he talked to a bunch of other attorneys and judges. And he also read a bunch of uh, Judge Nepper's and Torres's cases to see how they rule. So for him to come out, it would be very interesting to see if he's correct. A win would be actually for me, abs. I'm not going to lie. To me, that would be a little bit surprising because I've thought all along, I ain't going to change my opinion. I thought there'd be a settlement. And to actually hear him say a win outright to me would be fantastic. I mean, that... That's great news. A win maybe then does, you know, give a little more momentum, I think, to Ripple and its price pump and more importantly, the whole entire industry, which is why I think we'll see more of a settlement than a win. But, man, I hope Jeremy's right. That would be fantastic. Hey, hey, hey Johnny, what, what would a win look like for, for, for Ripple, for, for, for XRP? That's a great question. So basically a, a win would mean the, the argument that the SEC came out to try and say that they were a security and they acted as a security when they launched it, meaning the Howie test that they've been using today, uh, it would mean that Ripple was able to prove that either one, two or more of those test points, those four portions of the test, that they were not able to successfully prove that um, it meets those four test points to be a security which would then mean that, you know, for them to go after other companies, they would really, really have to have their ducks in a row to make sure that those four points are there in every case. So it means that, uh, you know, it makes it harder, I think, on the SEC. And more importantly, it just means that now the industry gets a little more clarity if they behaved like Ripple did. Now, here's the one thing you have to remember. When Ripple launched their technology, I'm sorry, launched their coin, their technology, their ledger was already done. They had already, they didn't use the money to go build something like some of these other companies have done. So if they've done that, that still, those companies are still at risk because that's not how Ripple operated. And that's one of the reasons why Ripple may win the case is they didn't raise money to go build something so it can appreciate so people can make more money off of that. By the effect of them doing something, that's why they have a. That's why I think he believes have a good. Chance. And that's why Charles Hoskins may be shaking in his boots, Johnny Crypto. It's interesting that Jeremy Hogan is saying is saying uh, that Ripple could outright win the case, while Charles is indicating a settlement in three days. So they're getting conflicting narratives behind the scenes. But Andrew, I know you had a comment. Floor is yours. Yeah, I, I would say I think it's not a matter of winning or losing. I mean, the SEC cannot lose their face here in this case so they must get something out of it and on the other hand if if they say it does not fit to the howie test then there should be another test and then they have to figure that out because the howie test you know that's from from the 50s or maybe maybe earlier it, it 1933 1953 yeah you know so we need something else so i think Will that be a free pass for, for XRP if they win? I, I don't believe so. There will come out something of a compromise together with rules, regulation, and there will be, there will be a whole package that will come out. And, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's my idea what will happen. 
Aki, before I get some comments from you, I want to play this one more time. 20 seconds, what Jeremy Hogan believes the percentages is for this Ripple lawsuit. Legal Brief's official lawsuit prediction is a 50.12% chance of a Ripple win, a 29.88% chance the SEC wins with a possible Ripple loss but win in there, a 19.11% chance of a draw this round with a trial in 2023, and a 5-7% to chance of something unexpected. So Jackie, none of us are legal experts on this show, but we've been following this lawsuit since before it was filed. I don't know when you got invested in XRP, but I know that before the SEC filed, the number one conversation around this project was that Ripple was going to IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. And then the lawsuit came in and all those conversations went away. I'm really excited for the day when this lawsuit's over and we can start talking about a Ripple IPO because that could be massive for the banking industry. But what are your thoughts on what Jeremy Hogan had to say over 50% chance he believes that Ripple wins this case outright. Yeah, um, I would like to know how they evaluated those percentages. Um, I, you know, and we talk about that a lot. I just came off of a call, you know, within the academy uh, with Selman, and we talk about people that where news and information comes from, you know, it is biased to one side. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying his percentages are way off. You just have to consider you know, you have to consider the, where these people, you know, where the information's coming from as far as which political side. And then also you have to consider what, how, how is he basing these percentages off, off of this? So, Hey, I'm, I'm totally wanting that to be the case, right? I'm a huge advocate of XRP, but I am also, you know, I'm also kind of neutral in the situation of if it doesn't, play out the way that we all want it to play out. You know, you kind of have to have a game plan um, for the opposite. You know what? I think this is, I was just going to pull this up. Abs, you read my mind. This is so important that a win, the problem with a win here is it's not a win. Because <laughs> there's only at one court. Then it could get appealed to another one and another one. So there's two more court, which means the thing could drag on forever, which is why I think I said a while back, I actually would prefer a settlement. A settlement means it's over. Right, it means it's done, finito, where we can finally move on. A an XRP win means probably this continues. This case, everybody, yeah, this is great. We won. No, you didn't. The freak SEC is going to appeal, then we're going to go to appeals court, and then it could go to Supreme Court. So, uh, uh, whatever his name is, the company brought Green Greenwind or whatever it is, brings up a great point that a win doesn't necessarily mean a win until we get through the second and third appeal. So that could be a long drag down process too. So I'm still praying for a settlement. A hundred million dollars has already been spent defending Ripple against the SEC, and that could just be getting bigger. But we got 351 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny, you brought up something important, which was the rumors about the Ripple versus SEC settlement in the background. Well, I'm looking for a specific tweet I found this weekend, and here it is, my friends. As we were doing some research on Ripple and ISO compliance, this weekend on the Ripple website, ISO 20022 standard body member Ripple is the first member focused on distributed ledger technology. Ripple is shaping the new world of payments, and they put it on their website. ISO compliance is always a question when it comes to these crypto tokens. Here's the proof right here, Johnny. Ripple is part of ISO standards body, and they are the first member to focus on distributed ledger technology. I know this isn't directly related to the lawsuit, but what's this mean to you, my friend, officially on their website? Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Remember, when these guys started out, they started out with a plan in mind, and Ripple, Ripple's XRP technology was meant to, or the XRP was meant to provide liquidity. And so for it to be able to do that, it has to pertain or be part of or, or, 
or complies the word I'm looking for to the systems that are going to be, that's going to be subjected to an ISO 222 is obviously going to be one of those standards. Right. And so they have to, they have to comply to it. So to me, it just shows them me, they're doing their homework, they're doing the due diligence and putting themselves in a position to be adopted. That's exactly what I want to see happening. And I apologize to one of our listeners. He said he smashed his keyboard while clicking the like button. At least you're doing your job, my friend. Maybe in 2025, when XRP moons, I'll send you a new keyboard. Andrew Cashflow, Jackie, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. ISO compliance, it's the number one narrative in this market today. And people believe that when we get a utility bull run, these tokens are going to be the most important. What's it mean to you that Ripple officially on their website is not only a member of the ISO 20022 standards body, but they're the first member focused on distributed ledger technology. Let's go to Andrew and then Jackie. Um, yeah, you know, if I was Ripple and I would see a chance to make to, to put myself in a, in a positive sunlight, I, I would do it also. And, you know, and I will tell everybody. I was just also thinking, you know, when I remember right, Ripple is also a member of the World Economic Forum. And who is all in the World Economic Forum? The whole world of major companies are there. They are all waiting on cheap money transfers. They, uh, all, all banks are in there. They are all waiting for this solution. The solution is there. So um, every time, over and over again, I'm asking myself, what is happening beside, behind the scenes? Is it just waiting? Is it delaying? Is it something else? Aren't, aren't the banks ready to take over? Should, should the CDBC come first? Uh, you know, there is so much that needs to be done. I think the, 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 the banks and the governments are really scared that they, that they lose control over the money and the money supply and, and the money creation system. So, and, and that's all what, uh, what we saw maybe in the, in, in the Renaissance, you know, we got a, a separation from church and state, and now it's time to get the separation from money and state. And, you know, and, and, and that, that's what it is. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, Ripple is just going on, and 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 yeah, I, I like I like them very much. Will it, by the way, will it go to the moon, Ripple? Will it go to five eighty nine? No, and you know why? Because there there are so many Ripple coins also in circulation. There is not even so much money in the world to do that. So and uh, Andrew, it, we got some pretty scary news this weekend as Qatar and China were actually meeting on moving away from the dollar to settle oil trades. But we got 362 live listeners. Before we get into that, show us some love. Smash that like button about Angelina's in the building. Johnny Crypto, why don't you give a shout out to your girl? Yeah, there's my girl, Angelina. Great to see her. It's been a while. We're happy she's out here and uh, really appreciate you and everybody for that matter who who attends the show. Uh, we've got some exciting news all the time. And so, you know, while we're on the top of XRP apps, I think this is probably a good time to be talking about and roll out some surprising exciting news that we have coming soon so i'm gonna run that roll that trailer and we can have a little conversation about what xrp can mean for you That is a really, really cool trailer. but uh, Beautiful, Johnny. And I'm not sure what we're allowed to share about this roadmap, but let me just speak openly on the project for a second. One of the misconceptions around NFTs today is that none of them have utility and none of them have use cases. 
If we could remove the roadmap from the screen for one second, just because I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say and not say, one of the best things about our project is the real utility that we're going to be offering, not only when it comes to the 3T Warrior Academy, when it comes to being involved with our group and Coach JV in particular. And I remember one of the most life-changing events that we ever had, Johnny, was our trip to Arizona together on our retreat. And this NFT, Jackie, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say, but this NFT could give those purchasers a unique opportunity to be involved in those trips going forward. And I know that those trips are something that I look forward to every single year, but I want to give you the floor. Feel free to address whatever you'd like. And Johnny, pull up that roadmap because I think Jackie knows it better than I do. Thanks, Abs. Um, yeah, we are super excited for this project, guys. Um, this is something very near and dear to our heart. Um, we've built a huge community. Uh, and like Abs said, a lot of people don't understand the utility of NFTs. Uh, but I will I will definitely say our NFT will be the number one NFT um, on the XRPL. Why? Because we have already built a strong community. We already have um, our community backing us and wanting to, you know, we're all we're other um, as, as an army you know we definitely um believe in in what in in our goal and in our in what we're setting out to do and and so since we already have the community since we already have the utility we've been doing we've been doing these conferences we've been doing these events already and these are things that people are now starting to get access to this was the solve guys this isn't um, I remember last time I was on the show, someone was like, oh, this is a terrible time to show your project. Guys, we aren't showing our project. This is a solve to get access to come into our community, to come into our events, because there are so many people joining the 3T Warrior Academy at this point in time um, that we just like physically in uh, in real world, uh, not in virtual world, we can't house that many people. So to be able to come to live events um, and meet JV and meet the rest of the team, um, this was kind of the solve for that. So a lot of ex exciting things coming down the way. We have our light paper coming soon. So watch out for that, guys. Um, if you are interested in getting into the project, I'm not going to tell you to get into the project. If you're interested to get into the project, if you're interested in coming to these events, JV, to meet Abs, Johnny, K, uh, Andrew, the rest of the team, um, then then join the Discord. We'll have that link. I. I'm pretty sure the link is below. Uh, if not, we'll post it in the chat for you guys. But yeah, if you can see the roadmap here, uh, we got the light paper coming out soon. Um, the website will soon follow that. And then we will have minting uh, coming January 11th. Um, if you guys know anything about uh, Gematria, this is kind of a big date. Uh, so we're super excited for that. We're big believers in Gematria. We have Waters Above on here all the time. So January 11th is a huge, um, huge date. And I think it flows right along with our project and what we're doing here as an academy. One, 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 right? And I think just to wrap this up, I just wanted to add one thing that is, you know, when you think about an NFT and why the hell do you want to own one? If I own one, I want it to do something for me. And what this is going to do is, Jackie said, and I'll just sum up quickly, it's going to unlock things that you can do within the academy, right? You can maybe join a conference or come to a retreat or things like that, right? Those kinds of things I think are so important. If, if you're part of this community or want to be part of it, it gives that kind of utility. So for me, I'm excited about it. Click on the link below. Join the Discord for now so you can learn more about it. You'll get the notifications. But remember that one, one, one date. That's a very important date if you want to get yourself an NFT. Just one more thing that I do want to add. Um, and it, it is like it the whole encompassing thing about the project, guys, um, it, it's not just the events and meeting us. You know, we really want to empower the people. Um, and that's what this is about. You know, it's about showing you that you have everything within yourself. 
Um, and no matter what's going on in the crypto market, the NFT world, whatever, um, everything inside of your environment, um, it shouldn't affect you. So that's that's mainly why we want to bring this about. The battle isn't against anyone or anything that's going on. It's not against the crypto market. It's not against the SEC. It's against your own consciousness. So hopefully we can spread that message around. So just wanted to add that. Awesome, guys. And we're going to roll right back into our crypto content now as we've got a bunch of news prepared for today. And this is a pretty exciting video. Johnny, one of the things we continue to talk about this year is 2023 will be the year of institutional adoption. Well, it's becoming more clear that it could be the year of central bank digital currencies. We got 337 lab listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Guys, this is an interesting video. So I'm going to let this short clip play and go back to the group. Here we go. Financial service. When this financial services act 2023 becomes law, all the power will be vested in the Treasury to introduce the CPDC in a certain type of situation, we'll call it an emergency situation, without further ado. Well, Johnny Crypto, an emergency situation could be on the horizon because we always talk about potential black swans within the crypto market. Let's talk about potential black swans for the US dollar. And right now, the petrodollar is one of the main forms of settlement when we talk about US trade. Yesterday, Qatar and China were moving away from U.S. dollar settlement when it comes to oil transactions. And here's a really important detail. So one of the most important things to know about when these leaders come together is they would not meet physically in person unless they were going to sign a treaty. So what's interesting is we don't know what they signed yesterday, but there would be no reason for them to come together in person if they weren't going to be signing documents. So, Johnny, I think that's a really important detail, and it could be a catalyst for a potential central bank digital currency. I'd love to get some of your thoughts. What's it mean to you, my friend? Yeah, I think that's unfortunately we already we know already that starting out well when the war started Ukraine Russia that we already saw a bunch of countries starting to bail off the dollar. Russia got off of it. Uh, we know some of the BRIC countries as Saudi Arabia, China. They already agreed uh, to do dealings uh, exactly. Petrodollar is dying, right? They agreed already to trade in gold or rubles or other other currency, which is a kiss of death for the dollar. So the kiss of death already started a year ago. And obviously the question is, when is it going to end? And when are we going to feel the real impact of that? You know, I, I don't know what date they're going to, they're going to pull the trigger and, and destroy the dollar completely, but we know that it's in the works. You just heard more about it today. Uh, there you go. That's not a good thing. That handshake right there. Cause that's just, again, further kiss of the dollar. And Johnny, I'm sorry. I got a little distracted. I forgot that we had this great video prepared for our listeners of Brad Garlinghouse addressing the price of XRP and what his expectations are over the next three to five years. This is a very interesting video because it goes to show that what Ripple's doing, they're focused on the future and not focused on the price of today. So it speaks a lot to what's going on. We're going to let this play right back to the group. Here we go. You, a lot of these companies as competitors because it's so early that we're trying to solve a payments problem and there's people working on securities and identity and lending. I love it. I want all boats to rise. And I think that's uh, a good thing, but for us, we're going to invest in the XRP ecosystem or invest in the broader ecosystem. Uh, we certainly want to see XRP become even more liquid. Uh, and I think as we drive adoption, that will happen. You know, this is my questions, but I want to practically comment on something. One of the things I say inside the company is, I'm not focused on the price of XRP over three days or three weeks or three months. Mm -hmm. I'm focused on the price of XRP over three years and five years. Mm -hmm. I have no qualms saying definitively, if we continue to drive the success we're driving, we're going to drive a massive amount of demand for XRP because we're solving a multi-trillion dollar problem. Mm -hmm. These payment flows are obviously very, very large. 
And to the extent we continue to drive success of signing up more banks, introducing them to how we can solve not just a connectivity question with X current, but a liquidity problem, a multi-trillion dollar problem around liquidity called X Rapid. I'm very confident about that longer arc of time. Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. We bring up this all the time. One of the reasons that many of the banks have been so averse to cryptocurrency is because they make trillions of dollars every year in settling transactions. Brad Garlinghouse just hinted at his business. They're going to reinvigorate the entire industry. They're going to come up with a new settlement solution that removes those trillions of dollars in fees and turns them into liquidity. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Brad Garlinghouse, that clip was from 2017. He's focused on a three to five year time frame. Well, here we are five years later. Yeah, um, he nailed it right on the head. I love when he said they're looking to get even more liquid because that is the problem. You know, we're seeing the dollar die. We're seeing everything crash and burn. And, and that's what we need um, is that on-demand liquidity. Um, and I love that. That's what he said. You know, he was just clear right out the gate. Three to five years, guys. No one is looking for um, people. Companies, I will say companies that are involved uh, with with long term development, uh, you should take comfort in that when they're not talking about a price action um, in the short term. They're saying three to five years, you know, they are looking for the long term. They're on a, on, on a macro scale. Um, and that's what's needed. You know, you need to have a vision for this type of technology. It cannot be um, present day within you know weeks and months. This is this is a long term game. And Johnny, one of the things that we talk about with the lawsuit in particular, and I hinted at this earlier, the longer we wait until we get a resolution, the more bullish momentum the price is going to have on that case. And what's really interesting here is we've completed a bear market regression on Bitcoin. We may go five to five to $6,000 lower in an absolute catastrophic case scenario. When I look at this chart, we've completed what is typically called a bear market regression. Now, what's exciting about that is if these assets start to head up with some bullish momentum, and then we get some bullish momentum on XRP because of a resolution. This could be really, really exciting for the whole industry. But I want to focus on the XRP price in particular. What are you anticipating from a resolution standpoint? I know we hinted at this earlier in the episode, but do you believe that it could be beneficial if we wait until the end of 2023 until we get a resolution? Because then the market could be more bullish. Yeah, but take a look at the, you know, take a look at that bubble chart you got there. There's something I see interesting. You tend to see the next leg up or pump at the edges of the circles. So it either starts in the beginning of the circle or the edge on uh, each one. So if you look at the edge of uh, cycle four, where we're heading to, that's the, if, if, if it holds consistent, you're not going to see a real pump until the end of that cycle. And that puts you right around 2024, 2025, which is what the next, next having area. So, you know, we've been saying it all along that, yeah, right around in that era is where I would anticipate. Yeah. I'm anticipating we would see a high, you know, back to the highs of the market again, somewhere in that time frame, And that puts us around probably looks like mid to late 2024. Right. Which is right in line with, with where we, uh, where we would expect to see the having coming in. So that's kind of what we're all kind of hoping and waiting for, I believe from that perspective. So we'll see where that goes, but Brad, you know, Brad is right. Listen, when Brad put this out in 2017, he, he knew this was a long-term play. Now, granted, he thought, you know, three to five years, things would start to move. The reality is technology moves slow. Things happen. And like Jackie said, rightfully, we're looking at the long-term vision. So his time frame doesn't matter. He thought three to five back then. He's, I'm sure he's readjusted it now. And it's probably three to five from now before you really start to see the use case. But the reality is I like the long-term view. I wish I had that with Amazon because I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be a multimillionaire had I held on to it. So the reality is hold on to what you have, know what you have, play the long game. And I think everybody who does is going to do very, very well in the long run. 
Andrew, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. But before, I want to play this five-second clip from Max Kaiser. This is another example of the misdirection. We had uh, Michael Saylor come out and say that all cryptos were unregistered securities. Then we had somebody else come out earlier this week. It's it's slipping my mind. It was Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer said that XRP, Dogecoin, and Solana are all con coins. Well, now we have a Bitcoin maximalist, Max Kaiser, talking about how XRP, well, it's in the same category as FTT token. FTT or XRP. These are just scam tokens. It's unbelievable that they're still calling these things scam tokens. We've showed this throughout the episode. Why would Bank of America, Santander, and some of the largest financial institutions on the planet work with a scam? It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. And one of the reasons that the World Economic Forum is so willing to work with Ripple is because they understand that this is one of the only cryptocurrency projects trying to work with regulators, Andrew. So I'd love to get some of your thoughts. What do you think about this overall? And then we'll move away from the XRP news, close it out with a little tether stuff. <laughs> I must always laugh, you know, this is social sentiment, 100% social sentiment. One guy says this, the other says that, and, and they all hope you will act based on the social sentiment. And that's why we always say, also in the academy, make sure you have a strategy. Make sure that you know when to get in. Because when you hear things like this, you always buy at the, at the wrong moment and you sell at the, and, at the wrong moment. And looking hind, from hindsight, it's always easy to say, oh, yeah, I should have bought there and I should have uh, sold there. Nobody knows what, what, be, what, what will bring tomorrow. And I just did some, some very quick research. If I looked at the bull run in 2017 and then later the lowest point after 2017 was 85% from that all-time high. If I look at the current all-time high, that was in uh, November 21, we are only 78% down. So I think we have still a way to go. One more um, leg. Uh, one more leg to go, absolutely. And that one more leg, and then probably we will have a, a, an extended crypto winter for, 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 for the time. And then I absolutely agree with Johnny Crypto. We have to wait for the next halving. Then also all this centralized shit that happens with, 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 with Celsius and all the other stuff can also uh, uh, trickle down a little bit, get some, 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 some confidence back in the market, and then it is an excellent yeah, curve from, from excitement to, uh, to hopelessness and, and, and back. So it, you know, and if you look too much, too close to all the charts and, and, you, have, and, and you, you, you get insured, and if you even listen to all those YouTubers and guys who who, who tell you something, yeah, you know, you only, I only get insured, and if I get insured, if insured, I zoom out, and I say, okay, what's happening here, and then, you know, you go, you go from there, and then you make sure you have your, 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 your strategies, you have your exit plan, and, you know, that's, my, why are we here, aren't we here to have fun together, and to make money, so, that, that's what I like, at least, that's why I'm here, Johnny, I'm not sure. Do you have any comments there? Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, Andrew, spot on. Nothing really more to add there. I, I believe uh, that is, that's, 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 what's, that's correct. Thank you so much, Andrew. And we got 344 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Jackie, I want to get some of your thoughts on this article because I brought up something to you before the show. Last year, when people would approach us and talk about cryptocurrency, there was a totally different sentiment. Nowadays, everyone's approaching us saying, I can't believe you're invested in these assets. And we're pretty much showing you why. 2022 has been a catastrophic year for our industry. $40 billion collapse with FTX. 
$40 billion collapse with Terra Luna, $18 billion collapse with Three Arrows Capital. And we've got a list of about a half a dozen other companies that had at least nine-figure collapses. So, Jackie, I just want to get your overall sentiment on the market. What do you think about what's going on today? Is this typical for a bear market? Are we going to come out of this thing? Or what are you telling people when you're having conversations about cryptocurrency? I tell them run away, man. Get out. Get out now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, yeah, I'm like, bring on the pain, baby. Uh, because this is, you know, this is what, this is what it is, guys. This is new technology. This is, this is an infantile stage of a, of a brand new world, you know? And so if you, if you don't believe in the long-term vision of it, if you don't see a use case in it, if you're not willing to just you know, research one little thing about Bitcoin, then get out, you know, like it's not for you, um, you know, FUD in or not FUD in, um, climb in the wagon two years from now when everything's at an all time high and you make like 20 bucks on your investment, right? That's fine. Um, do that if you don't believe, if you don't believe, you know, all, all the people that are here and that are sticking around and doing their due diligence and researching and trying to actually you know, add to this environment, add to this technology and build. Um, those are the types of people that that are here and that are going to stick around and that are going to actually benefit from this because they have a long term vision and they, you know, they're kind of independent in their way of thinking that they're not they're not listening to the rest of the crowd. Right. You kind of you've got to veer to the left when everyone else is veering to the right. You've got to you've got to make decisions on your own if you actually see a potential in this. So. So yeah, get out if you don't if you don't see it. The same people who came to me, um, the same people who came to me this year, um, kind of pity partying me about cryptocurrency because they knew that this was kind of my line of work. I don't share a ton um, just because I know that there's going to be opinions. Um, you know, I got I kind of got a pity party from it, and I you know I just smiled and said, yeah, it it it's a bummer right now. You know, buy me a coffee or something. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no. Yeah. So, so I, in my mind, I just say, Hey, talk to me in two years and see what happens. You know? So I, the same people last year, you know, they were saying, Oh my gosh, you do crypto. Wow. That's, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, now this year they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. So it is what it is. Um, you're never gonna, you're never gonna stop people from flip-flopping. You know, you have to have the vision yourself. You know what, Jackie, you're so spot on. I think that's great word of advice for all of our warrior maniacs out there. Um, you know, crypto maniacs out there, if you're listening, the reality is I've got so many friends that love throwing it in my face right now. You know, how crypto is a scam. It's crappy. It's garbage. You know, how you look at how you feel now, blah, 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 blah. They love trash talking, right? I'm like, no problem. Keep trying. I just like, I just, you know, just turn the cheek, let that, let, let that shot just go right off. Cause at the end of the day, I know, in the long run, I know where we're headed, but you just, and these are like really, really good friends of mine, but it's just, it's a waste of time to try to, to explain to them over and over something when they just prefer to be completely brainwashed by TV. They're going to believe what they hear on TV. They're not going to believe me, right? They're going to believe what the, what, what, again, what, what the tube tells them. So it's like, okay, you, you want to go ahead and be, but I ran a, a, a poll abs that I want to share with you guys real quick. And you'll take, take a look at this poll. It was really interesting. You know, I asked folks here how they're feeling about the crypto market. Cause I wanted to see if, you know, if people are, are ready to hop out or bail out or, you know, based on a lot of the stuff I heard from my friends and you'll see that, you know, about, about 5% said they're out. Which actually, I'm surprised. That's a really low amount. I thought it was going to be a higher number. Um, and 65% are loving it and DCing in. So kudos to them. 
it shows me that, you know, there are people paying attention. You know, people are realizing that this is actually a good opportunity time to get into this market and, and not really bash it or get out. So uh, I think we're in a good, couldn't, you couldn't be buying at a better time than in a bear market. Cause as we always say, billionaires are made in the bear market. And Johnny, we talked about this on Friday, but this market has become extremely boring for anybody who's been here for the past couple of years. It was so exciting in 2021, even though we didn't get that euphoric blow off. Pop, it felt like every day there was a possibility of some bullish momentum. And nowadays, all that momentum is gone from the market. So anybody who's watching our show and anybody who's continuing to educate themselves, you're going to be rewarded greatly in just two, three, four years. And Johnny Crypto is going to be right there with you. But we got 321 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Andrew Cashflow, I wanted to get your opinion on this price chart here because we just brought up something important. We've lost hundreds of billions of dollars during this market collapse over the last couple of months, but we could have promoted the same narrative back in 2017. And then again, back in 2014, whether it was the banning of Bitcoin mining, the use of Bitcoin for nefarious activities, these headlines continue to roll out. And I'm sure in 2025, there's going to be another headline after we experience our bull run that all these cryptocurrencies are going to zero. So I'd love to get some of your thoughts on the comparison between this bear market and what we've seen in the past. Do you believe this is anything different? And also, have we seen our black swan event, Andrew Cashflow? Um, no, we haven't seen it yet. And uh, what, what, I, what I like the most is that what you already said, uh, Epps, you, you're spot on. Um, something needs to be solved. And if I saw that little list of you from all those uh, uh, projects that, that lost the money, this list. So what do you see where, where the most money is lost? Voyager, BlockFi, Celsius, Genesis. All except from Luna, but it was, although Luna also in, in some way, way of shape, all centralized entities. So that means you cannot trust people with a lot of money it, it's it's impossible so and now you see the creativity of people what will result as a, as a phoenix coming out of his own ashes there will be more decentralized projects coming up to solve these kind of issues because nobody wants this to happen so what should you do you should um, uh, put in management in the form of uh, programming code so that nobody can <laughs> yeah exactly this is what it is and tether is, is the next one tether that is the how how many billions is tether but if that collapses you know we will go even yeah much lower we will get better buying price and we will and we will be back so you know it is just the cycles we have to go through to get the market yeah grown up and that, that's what it is. Johnny Crypto, I want to close this episode out by showing our listeners the smartest way to track your cryptocurrency. But before we do that, I want to get a comment on this article here. As last week, we had Coinbase creating free swaps to transfer your USDT into USDC. And one of the reasons they said is because USDC is a trusted stablecoin while, while Tether is not. I'm going to give you the open floor there. That comment pretty much speaks for itself. But what do you think about Coinbase who created USDC promoting their clients to move away from Tether? Yeah, you know, God, that's a very, very interesting thing. Because what I wonder is, are they trying to get everybody, you know, onto the carpet? Hey, everybody, come over here. Everybody get on the USDC carpet. And once everybody's on the carpet, boom, we pull that son bitch out from underneath them and everybody falls. Or is it because they're trying to save people because they know the USDT carpet is going to get rugged? I don't know which one's going to get rugged. And frankly, to be honest with you, 
it's a little scary. I really see what happened. What's happening here is a battle. You're seeing a big battle set up here between Binance and Coinbase. Coinbase is putting all its eggs behind USDC, and we know Circle's behind them and BlackRock, and there's a lot of big people behind them. But don't forget, some of those big people were also behind FTX, and that thing got rugged. So don't think just because big boys are behind USDC that it's safe, because you could have had that same thinking in FTX, and then it got rugged. So I'll be honest with you, Apps. I don't know which one is safe. All I know is I see a big battle brewing again between Binance and USDT, USDT versus Coinbase and USDC. And I don't know which one is safe anymore. And Johnny, before you play that ad, I want to cut your comments or Andrew Castle actually on this article right here as US prosecutors are looking to charge Binance executives on possibly money laundering allegations. Now, what's really interesting about this headline is they promoted this CZ character as the savior to cryptocurrency. And every time that happens, Andrew, we get some negative headlines just a couple of months later. Well, here we go. Possibly the same narrative. Just 30 seconds. What's it mean to you before we roll our ad, Andrew? Um, what, what I noticed is that I see CZ, uh, the, 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 the CEO of Binance, too often in tweets and, and other things. So if you do that, then there is a reason maybe to hide something. So I would say use a, 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 a cryptocurrency exchange, what it is used, uh, what it is meant for, which is exchanging from, from one currency to another currency. And um, yeah, can they charge Binance executives for possible money laundering? It wouldn't surprise me if they uh, launder uh, uh, money, which is also very uh, 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 yeah, used in, in, in dollars and all other kinds of currencies. So when there is a lot of money, there is also money laundering. So I'll believe it uh, right away. Uh, however, it's just, again, the social sentiment around it and to put Binance in a wrong or in, in a bad, 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 bad feeling area. So and that, that's, that's the, the battle between China and U.S. Mm. Thank you, Andrew Cashflow. And we got 297 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, play that ad. And then we're going to close out this beautiful episode. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. And that ad pretty much speaks for itself, my friends. We're going to close this episode out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Andrew Castle. And thank you to Jackie, the crypto juggernaut. We've got 281 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. I hope you have an amazing day. And next week, sorry, this Wednesday, we got BitBoy Crypto joining the show. But we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. It's a shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. 
Let's go. Don't forget, Big Ben will be here on Wednesday.